She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files adjacent podcast. In search of... The Garden of Eden. (gasps) This episode was written and produced by Robert L. Long. The research was by Barbara Allen and Jim Koof. The series is hosted and narrated by Leonard Nimoy. And according to Wikipedia, this episode originally aired on Thursday, June 1st, 1978. However, it is listed in a Chicago area TV guide description for Sunday, April 30th, 1978. A full month and change ahead of June 1st. And it was shown at 6.30 p.m. Central, even. So I'm going to actually believe in a piece of physical evidence over Wikipedia on this one. Mm-hmm. So, and this is the reason why we've started doing that. Like, it aired sometime because can't go by what it says on Wikipedia because I think it just aired whenever it aired. So unless you're looking at every single TV guide and trying to figure out when it first aired, that's yeah, going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we're making a change to the listing. You might have heard something new in that. We mentioned the researchers. So when researchers are credited, we'll be listing those. And then we're probably going to drop the editors, even though this episode was edited by Art Stafford with assistance by Lawrence Ross, if you need to know. We started doing the editors when the directorial credits disappeared because we were trying to figure out like who's kind of like in control of these episodes by just besides just the writer. But as far as the editing goes, it seems kind of random and doesn't mm-hmm. really seem to have a big impact on the content or quality. That At least I could tell. So we're going to maybe look at the researchers instead. That probably mm-hmm. won't make any difference either. Probably, <laughs> could probably just have a rotating staff of researchers they assigned to it. Because, again, someone is writing the episode and that is coming, I'm pretty sure, from the outside. And they're just saying, hey, I got a script. You want to do this? And they're like, yeah, we need one. So, yeah. Yep. The Bible says mankind's first home was a garden paradise called Eden. God created Adam and Eve to tend the garden. He warned them never to eat from the tree of knowledge. One day, a serpent hissed a jealous message to Eve. If you eat the forbidden fruit, you will become as wise as your creator. The first woman and man succumbed to temptation. God feared his creations would next eat from the tree of life. He cast Adam and Eve from the garden and gave mankind a legacy of earthly toil. There is another legacy, a longing to rediscover the place where it all began. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, God is kind of a dick, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly. why would you have this tree, these two trees, apparently, that, like, oh, there's these trees, but don't, like, then what are you doing? What? Don't have them. <laughs> you're the God. You created all that shit. Why did you create those trees if they were not to touch them? I think you're being a dick. So. It's almost like he wanted them to eat from the tree of knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's all part of his ineffable plan. Hmm. Far from the cities of the ancient world lies a desert island. In the remote interior of the island, only sparse brush grows and a great solitary tree. 
No water flows here, but the tree has existed as long as anyone remembers. The people who live on the island say it is the tree of life. <gasps> In search of the Garden of Eden. Oh. Theory and conjecture, blah, 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 blah. So, Tree of Life is looking a little rough, to be honest. <laughs> fit we're soon. So, yeah. And how long ago historically would Adam and Eve have been if they were real? Because I don't think a tree has ever survived that long. 6,000 years. Yeah, that's a really long time. Yeah, 6,000. What happened to the Tree of Knowledge? It just, that, that one's gone. Only the Tree of Life survived, I guess, because it's the Tree of Life. So, also, I have to say, bold choice for in search of. I don't disagree with this choice, but, well, I might disagree with the first part here. Adam has acne scars, and I would think that maybe God would not give Adam acne, unless, again, he's a dick. That would be kind of messed up. But also, Adam is not white. So, emphasis on the H there. Just, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice, too. And it reminded me of how when Good Omens first came out the first season, people freaked out because Adam and Eve were played by black actors and people oh. had like complete meltdowns on social media and Neil Gaiman had to shut them down. But like, I mean, I hate to tell you this. Most of the stuff in the Bible takes place in the Middle East and most of those people were not white. Yeah. Eve is so, very, she's kind of freckly. Eve is very and, white. Yeah, she's freckly yeah, she's and almost red hair. Yeah, she's very white. Yeah, but Adam is very, so he doesn't look like him, but Adam reminds me of Juan Epstein from Welcome Back, Cotter, just because he's got the, all the curly hair, but huh? he's but he's kind of racially ambiguous. He's probably, you know, like, oh, is he Hispanic? Is he Puerto Rican? Is he, what is he? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, they, they're not credited in the episode, Adam and Eve, so I couldn't look to see what else. He does look really familiar to me, though. Oh. So I don't know if he's done other stuff. Maybe he has, Probably. but I don't, know, I don't know what his name is, so I can't, I have no way to track him down. So, yeah. And even the internet wouldn't tell me who it was. So, <laughs> I don't know. But he did look kind of familiar to me. So, huh. And he's not like Edward James almost acne scars. But he does have like some like I have those on my face too like a little, some yeah. a few little pock marks on his cheeks, so yeah, I just thought that was interesting. That I would think Adam would be you know the perfect human specimen, but uh, maybe not. Don't know. Also, <laughs> this is funny. Um, you know, there's a whole thing about like Adam and Eve, and then there's also the the Lilith thing. Like you know, mm -hmm. Lilith was the first wife. And then they had a discussion because she wanted to be on top, basically. And so they sent her away, and she's the mother of demons and all that kind of stuff. You know, aggressive woman, evil, automatically. But there's the whole thing about, like, you know, Eve was created from Adam's rib, right? But then, like, women and men have the same number of ribs. And they're like, well, that's weird. I mean, one, if you just took a rib out of somebody, that doesn't mean your future generations are also going to be missing a rib. So use your brains people when you're trying to figure out biblical stuff but also there is a theory that like if you go back to the hebrew like what that word means and that kind of stuff some people think because a lot of mammals have a bone in the penis mm -hmm. and humans don't so they think they might take the bone out of adam's dick to make Eve. Oh. that's why humans don't again like if you just removed it like your future generations are still going to have it it's not like right you change evolution well, not, by maybe... having surgery but maybe if God removes it, though, maybe that's 
yeah, I don't know, changed his DNA when he did it. Like, oh, I'm a, yeah. I mean, it's God. We don't know. We don't yeah. know what he's capable of. Possibly. Yeah. But I just think it's funny that they were like, yeah. oh, maybe that's why humans don't have a bone in their penis because that's <laughs> what made Eve. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I'd never <laughs> heard that before. I thought that was hilarious. So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So we learned that civilization began in the Middle East. The pyramids of Egypt are nearly 5,000 years old, but in the journey of mankind, they are relatively recent milestones. Even the ancient Egyptians wondered, where did it all begin? Well, maybe there are answers in a little book we like to call the Bible. <gasps> I mean, the maybe. Bible. <laughs> so Leonard Nimoy shows up. He's wearing a fully white suit. It's very 70s. He's like all in white. And he is here to teach us about the book of Genesis. Mm. Or at least things that scholars are trying to gleam from the book of Genesis. For example, the Garden of Eden spawned four rivers. <gasps> I just want to say he's not in a white suit. He's just in white pants and a shirt. Well, like, yeah, he's in yeah. like white clothes and it's yeah. very like, you know. It's not like Tom Wolf white suit. It's no, like, well, you did say suit, so I just want to specify. He's not. Yeah, it's suit. like a collared shirt. Yeah, he's not like, like Moon Knight, or I guess um, going back to your Good Omens, right? Isn't the angel dude always like in a white three piece suit? So. Oh yeah, most of the time a zero fail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you know Tom Wolf famously wore white suits all the time. Um, yeah, so does Mister Knight, the Moon Knight variation. No, so. it's more of a seventies, like you know, just linen pants kind of deal. But yeah, know. yeah. But I just think I, 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 it stood out to me that he was wearing. We've never seen him wear all white before, and then now he's like <laughs> Garden of Eden episode talking about the Bible, and he's totally dressed all in white. I was like, oh, that was a choice. Okay, was uh -huh. yeah, no, it was a so. definitive choice. Yeah, of the four rivers of the Bible, so Leonard Nimoy names them: the Tigris, the Euphrates, the Pison, and the Gihon. So going back to Genesis 2, 11 through 14, the name of the first is Pison, that which is compasses the whole land of Halava, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. There is Bedellium and Onyx Stone. And the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is that compasses the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hidakel that which it goeth toward the east of Assyria, and the fourth river is the Euphrates. So Hiddekel, and again, I'm probably saying all these Hebrew words wrong, I'm guessing it must be the Tigris River, because the Tigris River is not named in the Bible, but we're talking about the Tigris and Euphrates, so I'm guessing that must mm -hmm. be it. And then we learn from In Search Of that the Gihon is possibly the Nile River uh -huh. in Egypt. So, but we don't learn about the fourth river yet. But we do learn that Adam and Eve apparently had to go their separate ways after they left Eden. And, you know, whether it was amicable or not, we don't know. But they separated. Eve wandered in the desert and Adam in the wilderness of Judea. At some point, apparently, they got back together and had some more kids besides Cain and Abel. But I don't know how that works. Depends on what books you're reading. Anyway, Leonard Nimoy says Muslim a lot. <laughs> Instead he of Muslims? He does. Oh, my God. Another yeah. episode, too. We mentioned it. But, yeah, everything is Muslim. 
So, in 1928, Muslim zealots apparently destroyed the Christian shrine that marked the grave of Eve. And we are told that in Arabia, which he's talking about Saudi Arabia, for some reason they stopped saying Saudi Arabia, and they just called Arabia, and then later they say Saudi Arabia again, so I'm not sure what they're talking about. Anyway, gasoline is essentially free, but water costs 25 cents a glass, and that is possibly the price we have to pay for Eve's temptation. <laughs> okay. What? I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't understand how those things relate to anything, but okay. Because you can't drink gas, but you have to drink water, and so that's part of God's punishment is that we have to oh, pay Oh, is that for we it. have to, like, pay so for God put capitalism on us as a crime yeah. from Eve. It's all Eve's fault. Yeah. We get a lot of B-roll reuse from Pyramid Secrets and the Dead Sea Scrolls in this episode, both of which were also written and produced by Robert L. Long, because that makes sense. And then this goes on for a long time. Like, all, we have this big meandering narrative that results in the fact that Adam and Eve eventually died in different locations. Eve in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, which apparently Jeddah means grandmother, and Eve is yes. like the grandmother the of The grandmother humanity. of mankind. Yeah, yeah, although I've heard she's just the mother of mankind, not the grandmother, so I don't know what that is. Yeah. But anyway, they need to make it fit. And then yeah. Adam depends on which book you read, possibly is buried under the dome of the rock on the Temple Mount, which is the Al-Aska Mosque in the old city of Jerusalem. So, yeah. We are also eight minutes into a 22-minute episode with this big old meandering narrative, which, if I remember correctly, was also a thing with Pyramid Secrets and Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm -hmm. So despite the fact that Robert L. Long can write good narration, he also takes a while to get to the story. Mm -hmm. So, But then we ask, again, where is the fourth river? Where? Where? And then... <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about this part. Oh, oh God. my God. Yeah. Then we... <laughs> then we meet Ashurbanipal, the last great king of Assyria. And I don't know what you thought, Tori, <laughs> but he kind of reminded me, like, the first thing I thought of was I thought of... I, I had, like, these, like... It was constantly flipping back and forth, like Raul Malo and Steven Seagal. Okay. Like, a mashup of the two of well, them. So, like, <laughs> obviously, it's an actor playing him. And as he's talking, he's holding this, like, flaming, like, torch or uh -huh. whatever. But the fire just seems really close to him. And the entire time, I just kept waiting for him to, like, sear his hair off or something, like, or just jump onto his chest i don't think it was really that close it was probably the camera angle but it just i was so distracted by the fire it was really hard for me to pay yeah well he's got a big saying. turban so his hair would probably be fine but then maybe his goatee or something but yeah, yeah i don't know just, and also he sounds like like i grew up in the central valley he sounds like someone where i grew up like just like a generic like like he mm -hmm. probably like his family owns a farm or a dairy and he'd be talking to me like at the grocery store. It sounds just straight up like mm -hmm. they didn't try and go for an accent, which I kind of appreciate because yes, like when we get the good, Louis probably. the Fifteenth stuff, I was like, oh my god. <sighs> so it's just so funny because he sounds just like a dude talking. And, and it's funny just that they have these actors come on and like play these roles <laughs> just for like instead of just being like you know the last great king of Syria like they can't they have this guy come in and explain his position so whatever I mean it's fine it works it's just always really funny for some reason. I meant to go back and look because this is this is something we did not mention in the haunted castles episode, but do you remember 
when Emma Leesley is telling the story about her grandmother and her, her great aunt and how her great aunt yes. saw the ghost and she died, they show the specter, which at first is kind of spooky, but then they zoom in on him and he's all like Adam West Joker, like Cesar Romero. They've got his face all painted white, but he's got like a goatee and they just painted his beard white too. So you wouldn't <laughs> see it. And I kind of was wondering if maybe it's the same guy. It might be. He's just doing little bit parts for Insertive. But I would need to go back and look. And then I might not be able to tell because they have the makeup path. Like when they first show up, it's kind of scary. But when they zoom in, you're like, he's got facial hair. And he just painted white over his facial hair. That's really strange. So, yeah. Anyway. But during this narration, we learn that Ashurbanipal has heard of a place called Dilmun where apparently the population lives forever and they pull pearls from the sea like dates from a tree. And if it exists, it shall be his. So perhaps Dillman and then the Pisson River are someone, which I keep saying piss on, and it just makes me sound like I'm saying, like, you're pissing on something. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm a child. Anyway, maybe they are somewhere in the Persian Gulf. Okay. And then according to Ashurbanipal scouts, Dillman was real. Like it actually is real. It's a real place. And there were pearls and lush trees with fragrant fruit, but no mention of like the people who don't die part. They skip over that. So apparently, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. On a Dillman seal, a tree is flanked by two mysterious figures. The record of Ashurbanipal's expedition gives us one of the earliest indications that Adam and Eve's garden might have existed, might still exist. (gasps) Thus, the key to finding Eden and the fourth river of Genesis may lie in finding Dillman somewhere in the Persian Gulf. Oh, and then it's a commercial. Which is pretty much what we just, yeah, they just kind of said that and then they said it again in narration, so. Yeah. Well, some of that may be me taking from a narration. Yeah, but I mean, it did feel kind of repetitive because they're like, yeah, I guess they're just hammering it home, right? Yeah. So we got to find Dillman. Where's Dillman? If you look on a map, well, actually, if you look on a map, there is a place called Dillman, but let's ignore that for a moment. So, okay. Yeah. Could it be Bahrain? Many nations have ruled Bahrain. It has only been independent since 1971. And then we learn they have a strong work ethic. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then they kind of talk about a day in the life in Bahrain. We hear a lot about like people who work in the open market selling produce and drinking green coffee and uh, yeah, just dealing with the heat so they kind of have to stop working by noon because it's too hot i don't know if any of that's yeah true. and then a lot of platitudes do like that like oh but they're a, you know like the noble savage like they're primitive people but they're, they're really good whatever yeah, although we see yeah. like this modern city so it's like okay sure whatever yeah. in search of well if you know anything about bahrain today whoo yeah <laughs> so bahrain doesn't have much oil but it refines oil from its neighbors, assuring its place in the world. (gasps) The pulse of the Gulf may well be the rush of oil through pipelines, but oil plays no part in Genesis. Water is the fluid of Eden, 
Nectar of the Desert. <gasps> and tisk tisk, like you should know your Bible better than that, Robert L. Long, because oil obviously plays a much larger role in Exodus, right? <laughs> but it does appear in Genesis. Jacob anoints a stone with oil in Genesis twenty-eight eighteen, and then again in Genesis thirty-five fourteen. Admittedly, probably not like black gold Texas tea oil, right? But still, mm-hmm. it does mention oil. So, anyway. Water is Bahrain's secret. And then we learn that Bahrain has like over 50,000 like burial mounds. Like there's one big one that was apparently like a tomb. And there's also a lot of smaller ones that are also tombs. And they are far older than the pyramids. 5,000 years older than modern grave sites. Which oh. um, we're always told the pyramids are like 3,000 years before Christ, which would be 5,000 years ago. So math is a little weird here, but okay. Anyway, and then we're told that whoever built the mounds existed in the same millennium as the Assyrian domination to the north, and that when Ashurbanipal sent his men to find Dilmun, all that stuff happening, which is a problem because Ashurbanipal ruled from 669 to 631 BCE. Mm. which is only about half of being 5,000 years old. So I'm kind of confused what they're doing here. Yeah. Um, There's some numbers that don't match up. Anyway, they were also told that in the 16th century, the Portuguese built a fortress in Dillman, probably unaware that the location had been a trade route thousands of years before their ancestors even began to sail the seas. I'm like, they, they probably knew that. They, that's probably why they built the fortress there because they were protecting their trade route and trade routes are usually trade routes for a reason. So they probably, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, yeah. People don't know anything because we're, we're smart now. We know stuff now. <laughs> People in the old days didn't know shit. Surprised they could yeah. wipe their ass. Anyway. It's funny how views of, like historical times seem to facilitate between like people were dumb and knew nothing to like they had this ancient secret knowledge that we've forgotten and it seems to go back and forth depending on what you're trying to tell yeah but those people weren't us those people (laughs) were special alien people or something right or had help from aliens so or that they live under the planet now in the hollow core something (laughs) so yeah they're never, they weren't us, right? Like 16th century Portuguese, like they were us. Those are the same people, right? But <laughs> 5,000 years ago? Probably not. I don't know. Anyway, the site was first excavated. Well, it had been excavated before because a lot of the burial mounds were plundered and looted and everything. But like first like major excavation occurred in 1953. And... They found, and this is, they say it's excavated, and then some of the stuff they show is actually from the Portuguese fortress that was built, and then some of it's from the older stuff. So I don't know, again, I'm confused. They talk about an altar that was found, and that seems like it was actually in the Portuguese fortress. But then, which I don't know what 16th century Portuguese were doing building an altar, so I'm confused. Maybe it's not the Portuguese part. It's kind of confusing. But then they also find a limestone cavern that probably stored fresh water, and the water could be tapped from stone chimneys all along the top of the channel. So, like, all across, like, the ground in that area, there are, like, these little stone-like chimneys, and they are actually, like, channels that go into the reservoir. So you could, like, Mm -hmm. use, like, a well to get fresh water. 
And then we learn that Bahrain has many freshwater springs, despite being surrounded by saltwater, because it's an island, right? Saltwater. The saltwater is apparently absorbed by the limestone under the island and then percolates up to the surface in a natural filtration process that gives the island fresh water. And we're told it's a miracle, an oasis. (laughs) I mean, it is pretty, but (laughs) what we see is very pretty looking. And it is cool. Like, that is a cool that salt water can, like, be filtered through limestone and come out fresh. And, like, it's just this natural thing that happens. It's neat. Yeah. And if we are to believe Genesis, Adam and Eve must have frolicked in such a place. (laughs) So the fourth river may indeed be the river flowing beneath Bahrain. I don't know if there's actually a river. Like, it sounds just like the water from the ocean is absorbing it. Maybe there is a river. I don't know. They didn't specify. A lot of dubious information in this episode. Surprise, surprise. And wherever there is fresh water... The desert explodes with life and color. <gasps> and you see trees <laughs> and birds and all this kind of stuff. And then In Search Of kind of goes off script a little bit and says that whoever wrote the story of Eden may have had a real place in mind and may have been familiar with the Sumerian story of Gilgamesh who pursued the flower of immortality at the bottom of the sea, which is actually not correct, but anyway, close enough. But then a serpent appears and stole it and ate it. Aww. And the biblical similarity is obvious, we're told. So, but I think it's weird that In Search of is like, oh, yeah, by the way, story of Garden of Eden ain't real. Someone wrote it and they Someone had a real wrote it, yep. <laughs> when The whole episode is based on the fact that Garden of Eden was real and we're trying to find it. So, well, it could be that like the story was real, but whoever wrote it down. But then, yeah, you're right. Cause they are, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a little little confusing. A little confusing. But wait, the Steve Jobs moment here, there's more. We got more information. Could the flower at the bottom of the sea really be like a metaphor to the pearls that Bahrain is famous for? Because Ooh. in the burial mounds of the ancient inhabitants of Bahrain, they would place a basket which contained a snake and a symbolic pearl. <gasps> I don't know. That's a stretch, it seems like. But okay, a flower, pearl, whatever. And then we see camels, which is always fun. Camels. Love camels. And they kind of make their camel noises. So mm-hmm. Conan doesn't show up to punch one, so that's nice. And then in Bahrain, like the Garden of Eden, the oasis gives way to desert. But we are told that few creatures willingly leave the oasis to enter the wilderness. However... Adam and Eve had a choice. They chose knowledge instead of life and were cast out. Mankind's prospects seemed bleak. As bleak as the interior of Bahrain. If there's a single lesson to be learned from the great fates, however, perhaps it is hope. The tree of life may not be lost forever. In one last astonishing parallel to the biblical Eden, we find a great tree growing in the Bahrain wastes. It seems to thrive where nothing else can. Its shade beckons across the sun-paved desert floor. Few people who live on this island have ever heard of the Garden of Eden. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sure. Yet they call this the tree of life. If we never again achieve the garden, 
It will certainly not be because we lost our way in our dreams. <gasps> no, it'll be because <laughs> the coming ice age and we won't be able to go there. Be yeah. <laughs> That's just such a weird, like, I, Robert L. Long, you have some very flowery narration in here that I don't think is conveying what you wanted to convey. No, I, like the people who live here have never heard of the garden. Yeah, yeah, because they're yeah. stupid, right? I mean, yeah, or maybe because they're like Muslim. A... <laughs> I know, I know. God. Anyway, commercial. It's one of those things again where you think like maybe that would have that would have been killer ending narration, like in the episode here. But coming back, there is an intense curiosity among a handful of scholars and scientists who know that the real story of Bahrain hasn't been told. Money for archaeological work is always scarce, and what there is of it is more likely to be spent on glamour digs in Egypt. <laughs> I guess it does sound cooler to say I'm excavating a pyramid than like a mound. Yeah, I think it's funny. Tell us how you really feel, Robert. <laughs> Those who work here do so out of deep commitment. Piecing together a lost civilization is not as easy as piecing together a pot. Time may be running out. Saudi Arabia plans to build a causeway from the mainland to Bahrain. It will cut through thousands of Dillman burial mounds. It would be tragic to lose the Garden of Eden a second time. <gasps> oh, no. Well, they did build that causeway, and yeah. Bahrain is... Google Earth. Yeah, do a check. Yeah. Bye-bye, Garden of Eden. It's the Garden of Allah now. <laughs> so, and I'm not, that's not an Islam thing. That's just a reference to the hotel, Garden of Allah. Hmm. So, anyway. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And a song by Don Henley, too. But anyway, yeah. It's gone. If that is the Garden of Eden, we paved it over and built a bunch of shit. So... <laughs> Whoops. There is a little tiny museum that's called the Dillman Burial Mound Museum. It's still there. And there's a little patch of ground that I was trying to zoom in. And apparently in Bahrain, the street view is not spectacular. So I couldn't get close enough to see what it looks like on street view. I can only just zoom in and it's starting to get blurry. But yeah, we the, all the mounds is gone. Except for maybe like mm -hmm. one. And also the place is now closed. It's not yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. What I thought was hilarious was I looked up Ashurbanipal to see what his deal was. And he's a meme. He's oh. the, you're getting your Amazon package and don't want the cat to escape the door. There's that image of like the statue of the dude holding like a lion and then like a tablet. It was like a box. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that is apparently a statue in San Francisco, but it is okay. a statue of him. So Okay. I did not know that. Yeah, I thought that was funny because it's in the Wikipedia pages. I was like, I just, I just saw that statue. And so then I Googled like Amazon cat meme and it popped right up. And so, yeah. But I just That's seen funny. that on Instagram like a, like a week ago, maybe. I'm sure it's been around for a while. But that was funny because it was just like, oh, my God, I know that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm betraying my heretic status here but i didn't realize that in the bible adam and eve got separated and died outside the garden for some reason i always thought they got let back in well, no that's why we remember in powers principalities thrones and dominions yeah. about the angels that had like the with the flaming swords that were guarding because god like made angels guarded so they couldn't get back in 
Yeah, I mean, I just I thought eventually they got forgiven or something. I guess I forgot that God is biblically kind of a dick. Yeah, and yeah, I don't I don't know why I thought that. And they then they did have kids, they because but... they did have more kids, obviously, and then apparently like inbred with some other people. And obviously they had to. If they're the only two people, obviously there's gonna be some inbreeding going on in the beginning. So I think one of their kids was named Seth. I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, but yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. I, I you assume I didn't know about the whole separation part. I knew obviously they got kicked out of the garden and then apparently died at some point because you know. Because apparently do. they would have gotten to live forever, even though they hadn't eaten from the tree of life. So why would they even need to eat from it? So I don't know why he was afraid. Uh, it's confusing. Yeah, but, it is. And then I was thinking like. If you want to test if this is the tree of life, just eat eat something from it, and you'll know. In about I don't years. know that it's a fruit bearing tree. Well, um, you can eat I, a leaf. I mean, I if guess it's the tree why, of life. There, why well, wouldn't that work? There must be some sort of like something growing on. I don't know what kind of tree it is. I'm not a whatever that kind of person is who knows what kind of trees are. The tree but, scientist. Yeah. <laughs> That's the technical term. Yes. Um, it, it, obviously, it obviously has some means of reproducing, right? So there is something like some sort of seed dispersal that I'm assuming. But, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see anything. In the pictures we see of it, uh, I did not see, like, any, like, no, I didn't apples either, but, like, or pears could, or pomegranates hanging from it. So. Eat a, I would eat a leaf if I was at a tree and people were like, this is the tree of life. I'm like, well, I'm going to try it out. Just <laughs> chop it down and see if everyone dies. <laughs> Yeah, that too. Anyway, yeah, this episode was fine. <laughs> it was a weird end to the season because the season season two done done. done, 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 done. Yep. Yay! In search of season two, we're completed. So yeah, it was a weird end to the season. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure the seasons have any rhyme or reason. They just have a number of episodes. No, as long as there's a narrative going on or anything, yeah, you're right <laughs> there. Just, yeah, you know, just topics thinking, we've got twenty. We've got twenty four episodes. Here you go. So yep. yeah. And we talked about before how like production numbers don't go in any sort of episode order number. Mm -hmm. So, although apparently there there is an order of you know release because like, oh sure again again like on the internet even though we've talked about how those dates don't seem to match exactly because again first run syndication so stations just showed it wherever, but like it does seem like they did have a an order that they were released in and they were shown in that order. And then of course the DVD set that I have they're in an order, which I'm assuming is based on. The yeah, order. probably. So. Yes. I yeah. just mean, it doesn't really matter. They just made episodes and they happened when they happened. I think I don't think yeah, exactly. plan. Yes. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's garden. I, I don't really have anything else to say about the garden of Eden, except for it's probably not real. Um, no, probably not. Yeah. I mean, it's whether it's an allegory or just obviously wherever civilization or man, wherever you want to do it, developed, right? Also, man developing and civilization developing are obviously two different things, right? Because man, obviously, like in Africa, civilization, most people assume in the Middle East, two different locations. But there would obviously have to be like a fertile place for that to happen. You can't yeah. be like developing civilization or developing as a species in like a barren wasteland because then how are you going to eat? So, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of common sense there. You know, you need some rivers, you need trees and fruit and animals and what have you. So, mm -hmm. it's an allegory about yeah. lost innocence and why explaining <laughs> why people suck and all that kind of stuff. So, it's super fun. Yep. 
My God sucks. Such a jerk. He, he, the more you read the, if you really read the Bible, like if you, if you can separate yourself from the religion, if you read the Bible, you're like God is a fucking asshole. I mean, especially in the old Testament, he's constantly like just murdering groups of people or telling like other people to go murder groups of people and just, yeah. And then also when you think about just the fact of like, oh yeah, but you're fine. You built these people because you wanted to have people, but then you're like, oh, you did something bad. So now every generation of your descendants is going to have to suffer. And, yeah. you know, women are going to have the pain of childbirth. That's the big thing with Eve, too. Like, now you have to suffer the pain of childbirth. And, yeah, super cool. So. Yeah, yep. Good guy. Good guy. <laughs> yeah. I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick, myself, and is recorded in collaboration with Black Cat and Orange Tuxedo Studios. Episode production, design, and editing is by Lazy End Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz, and The Truth is What We Make of It by The Agrarians. Hmm. Who could be Lazy End Productions? No idea. Whose name starts with an N and is inherently lazy? <laughs> hmm. I do not know. Hmm. Our X-Files Adjacent episodes are where we cover television and films that are, you guessed it, X-Files Adjacent. If you like what we're doing, tell a friend. We'll be happy to have them join us. Or at least Tori will. I kind of don't care. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I want people to listen. Some of these are pretty good. I do, too. Because I think we're hilarious. And uh, <laughs> we're missing out. But Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time. And together, we'll try to figure out if, if the, the truth, truth is still out there. there. If you're there, please infuse my nuts with the power of a thousand suns. Holy shit, you're real? Let there be thunder and lightning! Any cold shot from the tree of life! Thunder and lightning! I'm gonna take lighting up the night! Mighty balls lifted from his house! Thunder and lightning! Suck em! Could it be Baran? Bahrain. Bahrain. Yeah. And actually, Leonard Nimoy, he, it kept sounding like he was saying Bahrain because he's really hitting yeah. that on the H. But yeah, we won't do that. So.